Launching kids into the world is no joke, whether you're sending your kid to kindergarten or off to college. Some days we wonder if we're doing anything right. One thing is for sure, we all want to do it well. Hi, I'm Jamie, mom of four. And I'm Lisa, mom of three. We're here to help and encourage you in your parenting journey. Never perfect, always honest, and in the trenches with you. We're experienced, but not experts. You ready? Let's Let's launch. Jamie, I've decided that parenting is a long letting go. Oh, so I know. true. <laughs> Did you just die a little inside? I died a little. <laughs> I think when we think of the the letting go mm-hmm. of parenting, we think about kindergarten. Yeah. Right? It's our first time, really. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time. And, you know, if you look on social media or, you know, you, you, you talk to your friends that that are in that space it's jarring when you have the the kids go to kindergarten for the first time or kind of that five-year-old space Uh so I was thinking about my firstborn taking him to kindergarten I mean this has been some years Uh let me just give that disclaimer Um, almost 20 years oh my word for me when I took him to kindergarten I'm just going to be completely transparent as I always am Uh we always are here It was a tiny bit of a lot of things. It was a little bit of relief for me because he was uh, ready to go to school, tiny bit challenging, Uh very strong-willed. But of course, I thought, I can't believe we're here. What are we doing? And honestly, for me as a mom, I thought, I felt a little successful that I had even parented a child to this point. (laughs) And now we're like, (laughs) there's so much ahead of that. Right. But for me, I was like, honestly, I didn't have a ton of confidence in myself as a a mother. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, well, we have made it to kindergarten. That's, you know, good for that. So that was my feeling there. For me, letting go is much more tender now, which I know we'll talk about in a minute. We'll want to get there. But what was going to taking your first to kindergarten yeah. like for you? Yeah, it was a lot harder than I would have imagined. Okay, I think a lot of it for me was like, where are we going to send him to school? What is that going to look like? And I remember when we dropped him off, I went in, and Aaron must have stayed back with Deacon. I think we walked. We lived in a neighborhood we could walk to school. Yeah, and uh, oh, I remember this. It's coming back to me, Lisa. <laughs> I pushed the boys in a double stroller, mm. so Caden would have been, you know, five yeah. years old. Yeah. We got to the to the school, and Aaron stayed outside with Deacon, and I walked in, and I was completely cool. Like, we're so excited. Miss Kirkland was his teacher's Aww, name. Oh, you never forget that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And um, and as I was walking out of the school, I just started bawling. Yeah. And it almost, I can feel that feeling right now. Mm. A little bit, I also have a senior as we're recording this. Yeah, so this we, is... have, we have gone from kindergarten to senior <laughs> year right now. Yeah. Um, but funny story is, Caden's uh, our oldest, and then my daughter, who's our youngest, uh, when she went to kindergarten, mm-hmm. Aaron and I were out of town, and a friend took her to her first day. <laughs> <laughs> See, yep. that is the truest of the true yep. about the span of kids when you I have wasn't multiple. even there when she went to her first yeah. day of kindergarten, and all the pictures that you have with your first, yeah. and then by the time you get to your last, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so the letting go idea, and we're gonna we're gonna unpack a lot of things in the show because mm-hmm. letting go is layered. I mean, if there was anything that I'm living right now, it is what we're talking about right now. It is the long letting go. I mean, man, we could talk about this forever. But let's talk about this idea of letting go of, first of all, dreams and expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that is what's difficult 
but also applies on every level. Yeah. Like I can remember, again, firstborn, because that's the, the first experience I had with this, sort of this idea. I can remember I thought from the beginning he was going to be an athlete because his dad was an athlete. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, just a frame of reference in my brain. That's what I I, I think I'm going to say it. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted him to be an athlete. Uh And I remember he loved to draw. So he would sit for hours and draw and draw and draw. And I remember I think he was maybe in like the fourth grade. I thought he's not going to be the Mm -hmm. athlete. And. What was interesting about that is I I, I thought to, I t- kind of turned the corner and I was like he's going to be an artist. Yeah. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. And about in fifth grade at recess he started throwing ball. Uh-huh. Then he fell in love with it and he ended up becoming this athlete to the point where he went and played college ball yeah. his freshman yeah. year. I mean plot twist. And then I thought wait I thought you were going to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. I was always so confusing. Right. <laughs> The point is, this speaks to dreams and expectations mm-hmm. we all have for our kids. And this can be to the point where one day we maybe can laugh about it. Yeah. I have stories like that. And then sometimes it's like real serious. It's a lot of grieving can be involved as well as yeah. kind of laying down some expectations. Hey, y'all, Jamie Ivy here. I had my first child graduate from high school last year. I know it's crazy, but it was so much fun. And it was actually so much fun helping him navigate college. I loved going on school visits with him. I loved talking to him about what he was interested in. I loved going and visiting my former university that I graduated from with him. And I will admit, at some points, as fun as it was, I started to feel a little overwhelmed. I want to tell you about something in case you are in this boat. Maybe you have a junior or you have a senior, which I have two juniors right now, so I will be doing this again quite soon. But if you have a student with college on the horizon, I want to tell you about a new website to check out findyourchristiancollege.com. Find Your Christian College was created by the North American Coalition for Christian Admissions Professionals as a helpful resource for your college search process. The organization collaborates with hundreds of Christian colleges and universities across North America to promote Christian higher education. When you visit the website, you can explore more than 225 Christian college options through the school search engine, filtering search results based on things like size, location, majors, athletics, and more. You can also find and register to attend one of over 125 in-person Christian college fairs across the U.S. These fairs take place each fall and spring, and if you can't travel, there are virtual college fairs too. Also available at findyourchristiancollege.com is a free must-have online resource called The Guide to Christian Colleges and Universities. Help your student to follow their path, further their education, and find their future. Find out more at findyourchristiancollege.com slash launch. That's findyourchristiancollege.com slash L-A-U-N-C-H. My best girlfriend, we've been friends since ninth grade. Her oldest daughter is a year older than my oldest. So she's already graduated high school and um, she's she has a diagnosis along the lines of autism. And I remember my friend telling me one time about her having to grieve the fact that her daughter will never get married Mm. and her having to grieve the fact that her daughter could live with them as long as they're alive. Yeah. 
her having to grieve the fact that she didn't go to sleepovers, that she mm. didn't live this daughter life that she thought, thought she was going to have. And when you know you think of letting go, letting go of dreams and expectations, I too have my own of my kids like, oh, I thought I was going to yeah. create this or have this or whatever. And then for some people who are listening, like my friend Amy, there's letting go of really, really, really hard things. Yes. I think... You know, every people listening are are all over the map here, and we all have something yeah. that we have had to let go or ha- are having to let yeah. go right now as we're listening. I mean, my mind is swimming with things that are very serious yeah. to things that are very you know that are funny. Yeah. I mean, I think about my daughter when we went to Disney. And uh, she, I had packed this uh, Cinderella dress for her because it was, I don't know, she was like five, six years old. My mother-in-law had bought that really elaborate Cinderella dress. We had bought the Disney Cinderella Castle experience, right? And so I was all excited for the picture op, all of those things. And unbeknownst to me, she had slipped in her suitcase, her her Chuck E. Cheese (laughs) t-shirt and a mask that one of her brothers had for Ninja Turtles. Uh And so the day that we were going to do this Disney Cinderella experience, she wanted to be super Chucky, not Cinderella's (laughs) little sister princess. Yeah, yeah. And so in our pictures, we have her as super Chucky. And I mean, that's silly. But the reality is, is I was all in Mm -hmm. with her being Cinderella in the dress. And it's symbolic. Yeah. Jamie, of like what we dream for our kids. Yeah, Yeah. And here. So here's the point. Here's the point. They have to be who they are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, maybe we want them to be an athlete, but maybe they're an artist. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe we want them to be an artist, but yeah. they, yeah. you know, love something else. Yeah. And I think that, um, sure, we guide them. And, and, and this is a, you know, a nuanced conversation, of course. But um, a lot of times it has to do with us. Yeah. That's the point. Right. And our idea of, does this make me look better as a mom? Yeah. If they look this way, if yeah. they act this uh-huh. way, if they are the star of this. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's so hard because I think what is hard is sometimes we can find our identity in our children. And so if we're finding our identity, and I think we might say that in every podcast, yeah. in this whole series, if we're finding our identity in our kids, yeah. all of these things are going to be beyond difficult. Yes. Because it is difficult when we put who we want our kids to be on them and that's not who they are um you know you started this with like the whole process is letting go and i think sometimes letting go is just when your kids are moving to different stages Mm. in life Mm -hmm. and as a mom it could just be hard because you know you said you were ready for your son to go to kindergarten because he was a little (laughs) strong-willed yeah yeah yeah. i kind of felt that about one of my kids i'm not gonna lie but there are also some stages that you kind of go I loved that so much. You know, I have Mm. one particular son who would snuggle with me a lot. Mm. And I'm a physical touch girl. Like I hug me, touch me, hold my hand. So one of my kids liked it too. Yeah. And so we would snuggle and he'd like sit next to me when he was little and watch a movie. And you know, my 17 year old boys just aren't doing that anymore. Not not into it. And they shouldn't. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, this is a very typical journey for a boy. Yeah, of course. And, I, you know, this is kind of a, a silly story, but whenever my husband would travel, he used to travel a lot, and I, I would let my kids rotate sleeping with me. Yeah. He would be like, who's sleeping with mom tonight? I mean, yeah. you know, they're like in second grade. Yeah. 
And um, I have big kids now. They're all in high school. And um, the other day, jokingly, I said, Dad's gone. Who wants to sleep with me? And they all <laughs> rolled their eyes like, Mom, that's so dumb. And yeah. I was like, oh, you guys used to love sleeping with me. And so I kind of reminisced about it, whatever. Well, then I was out of town. And my husband told me that our oldest, him and they watched a movie in our bed and he just ended up sleeping in there. Yeah. And there was this little moment of like, I remember that. And I mm. loved it. But that's gone. And it's yeah. fine. And it's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But we let go of stages all the time. That's I mean, true. you know, we let go of where our kids are and what they're doing and what they like. And then they get older. Yes. And then we're having to really let go. And what you're talking about, honestly, is control. Oh, don't say it because I like control. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, oh, Jamie, I mean, like, Honestly, this show of all of them touched me in the most tender place because I think really for me in the last year or two, I've realized how much control I don't have. Mm. I mean, I've always known that, but I think you know it in a different way when your kids get a little bit older, when they get to be young adults. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there's a new level of surrender. I mean, when they're little you can pick what they wear you can pick what they eat right Mm -hmm. but then they get older and sometimes they make choices that you wouldn't choose for them yep and it is like letting go of this control or this illusion of control right that's what it really is and sometimes that's that feels like a death uh and so it's it that's really really hard and then what you were talking about which is sort of loss of level of connection which it, it, the letting go of that is kind of important because um you know it's not always going to be what it was yes right i mean like it, it it's healthy that your 17 right. year old boys don't want to sleep in exactly. the bed with you i'm not being silly i'm just no that's a healthy growth it, it's of healthy. journey yeah and, and what it really is is an emotional dependency yeah you know because because what you're doing is you're preparing them for the next level of life you hear that all the time but it's really true and I, I will tell you this, I got to one point with with especially one of my kids, but with all of them, where I said, it is, am I meeting my needs here mm. or am I needing their needs? That's good. Because I thought this feels really good to me right mm-hmm. now, but I think I'm actually keeping them that's good. from their growth. Yeah. And that's what is important i think this is like this subject of letting go you know this the show is called launch and that's what our goal here as parents is to launch kids into the world and we tell our Aaron and i tell our kids all the time we're not trying to raise great teenagers we're trying to raise great adults mm. so you know letting go is that yeah. is that whole journey yes. of doing that is how do we actually do this and um <laughs> you have to tell me this because you do you consider yourself an empty nester i mean that's a that's a that's a you don't want to give yourself that name yet no it's not that i'm not it's that we don't we're not because i still have a college kid that lives at home okay so so empty nesting is when they are on their own not on your bills like you don't have anyone living in your house okay that's how i frame it yeah yeah, yeah. yes not on your bills but most of the year it's just you and scotty no, because I have a college kid living at home. Oh, that's true. Not your daughter. Mm-mm. You have a son I living at home. I still have one okay. living at home because he goes to college in town. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, not Aaron, there yet. Not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you afraid of it? I'm really not. Okay. We're not. And yeah. I still have high school kids. Yeah. Aaron and I say often, maybe we just say this when they're acting like jerks. Yes. You probably do. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, 
I remember they were acting like jerks recently. And I was like, when are, when are y'all all leaving? Because we're going to be just fine without y'all. My <laughs> husband says that all the time. Yeah. I'm not afraid of it, but I am. It, it is a little, I think it will be a little weird though when the house is completely quiet. Because you have to realize you're in a flurry of activity. You probably want yes. that quiet. But I do think it I is know. a little odd. Well, th- I'm going to get on a little soapbox here Go for ahead. a minute. You know, you see online, people are like, don't, don't complain about the shoes left around the house because one day you'll miss right, it. Right, right, I'm like, no, I'm not going to miss the shoes around the house. <laughs> I'm going to miss the kids that wear the shoes. Yes. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I wish there were people here leaving their stuff all over my house. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I feel that. Yeah. I actually feel that. And I do think this is what is genius about God, okay? He has literally made these seasons for seasons. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you because I have friends I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I have friends whose kids are gone and they are empty nesting. And there's like the sex is way better between me and my uh husband than it was when we had kids at home. And I feel that. I'm sorry if my kids are listening. (laughs) But the the thing is, my kids are still at home. But I see we're inching towards that. And I'm like, I think when my house is empty and I'm not worried about a kid being Uh right two doors down. My mind is going to be a lot freer. When your house is empty, you can get all frisky. Yeah. There you go with that. I'm. I'm. Listen. We can talk. We're grown women. We're we can grown talk women. about this, and I feel like people listening can hear it. Today, millions around the world are suffering as a result of violence, oppression, and extreme poverty. Sometimes this endless cycle of suffering can feel overwhelming. If you're like me, you want to play a part in bringing an end to suffering. And at the same time, I think we all want our children to have a deeper understanding of the needs in the world and guide them towards becoming generous and compassionate adults. But sometimes it's hard to know exactly where to start and who to trust. That's why I'm super excited to tell you about The Path from our friends at World Relief. The Path is a community of bold, compassionate people of faith who are committed to fighting against suffering and injustice in pursuit of lasting change with their monthly gifts to World Relief. Whether it's a crisis in Ukraine, an earthquake in Haiti, or a wave of refugees from Afghanistan, you can trust that the Path community is already there, responding with the love of Jesus alongside you and your family and your children. Empowered by the monthly support from the PATH community, World Relief is making a difference around the world, and you can be a part of it. You guys, I personally love the work that World Relief is doing with the PATH community. I trust them, and I believe in them, and I want to give you the opportunity to join as well. You can join the PATH community of monthly givers by visiting worldrelief.org slash launch. That's worldrelief.org slash launch, L-A-U-N-C-H. Launch your kids into life by leading them to love like Jesus. Join the path at worldrelief.org slash launch today. One of the scary things about letting go, and I don't, I don't know if that is even like going to kindergarten, going to middle school, going to high school, going off to college, getting married. I mean, there's all these seasons of letting go. Yeah. And one of the seasons that I'm in right now, which you can kind of help speak to, is I'm about to send our very first out of high school. Mm -hmm. And so I've told myself often, this isn't the end of me parenting him, but it is the end of this season. And there's truth to that and that's okay. Um, Part of the scary thing for me about letting go and it goes back to control Mm. is um, just not knowing everything that's going on in his life. Yep, And that makes me, it makes me feel a lot of things. It makes me feel sad. Yeah, It makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel worried. It makes me feel all of these things. 
And I think I have felt them before at different seasons, but he lived in my house. Yeah. And so you've been here, done that. Mm -hmm. Help me out a little bit with Mm -hmm. what I have ahead of me. Well, I mean, so let me, I'm just going to tell you the the hard part is that it it changes your family dynamic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you, it does. It changes your family dynamic. And I think that was something that you have to understand in advance. Like you are letting go of this like party of whatever party of six party party of five party of four like you you're gonna have to it it does it changes it um that's tough and you're gonna mourn that a little bit and i'm a big believer in like acknowledging that you know letting yourself mourn that however it is um but you will be okay yeah and i think that's important like we've all done it. it the the moms that it's been the hardest on we've all it, we all love our kids it's all like the thing we, you'll you'll be okay uh i think it's really important that you ask them respectfully to stay in touch with you especially boys i will say boys uh, are very different yeah my daughter is in touch with me and on a completely different level than my boys ever yeah, were yeah but respectfully ask him to keep in touch with you but also don't smother because they have to they have to grow yeah they have to establish that and sometimes the more we push the more they back off and it's just then it gets really weird i remember when we dropped my first off at college they said to us please don't show up unexpectedly when your kid like to surprise your kid because it will go terribly oh yeah like don't just pop no surprise no surprise college visits like that's not it seems cute but it's really not Mm -hmm. cute so don't do that and i think that was that was a good mind thing for me to know like oh something that i as a mom would think is so precious like my son will be horrified right i think also don't underestimate how tough the freshman college year is yeah it's 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 for them, it's just as hard because they're going to miss you. They they miss home. They don't know what to do with it. So that's also yeah. interesting. Um, and I, I don't know, Jamie, I feel like that one of the ways that we can help ourselves along the way, because I feel like we're talking to some moms who maybe are, maybe their kids in kindergarten, yeah. maybe their child's in middle school, you know, and maybe there's a, they're a junior in, in high school. Yeah. It's never too late. It is so important to find something for yourself. That's so good. Yeah. That you can have for yourself. I think we put ourselves last on the list. We say, oh, we've just got to pour all in. Yeah. But pouring all in doesn't mean you also don't have things that you love that serve the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. that use your gifts. I know you're big Mm -hmm. into like use your gifts. Yeah. So, I mean, speak into that for a minute because I know you love that idea. You know, I thought, and this again is... I'm going to use the word typical, but everyone has a different story. Some people have kids later. Some people um, have kids who have special needs that this is not going to be their story. So just hear me say this. But if you think about it in like a uh, most scenarios, you're going to be married longer without your kids in your home than you are with them in your home. Mm. If we if you got married in your 20s, you had kids. uh, And again, every story is completely different. But just stick with me with this this kind of um, saying here is that do I want to spend that last half of my life not knowing what to do with myself? Mm -hmm. Because the first half, all I did was just like pour everything into my kid, which hear me, you and I both, we love our kids. We love oh. being a mom. We love all the things. Yeah. But I also want to say, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Yes. In five years, I have no kids at home anymore. You know? Right. And so 
I think it's so important to find what can you pour your life into and what can you do so that when they are gone, yes, there's that hole because mm. you're missing like we're no longer a party of six or party of five. Yeah. Um, but there also is I haven't lost my purpose in life. Mm. And again, we've said it before, when all of your identity is revolving around your children, when they are gone, whether that's through going to university, whether that's through getting married, whether that's through God forbid the worst thing in the world, something happened to them. Right. When your identity is wrapped up in that, then you don't even know who did God create Jamie to be yes. or Lisa to be. Yes. Because being a mom is one of the things he created me to be. So true. That's and so, so true. that's what I, I have believed that in my heart and soul really deeply. I'm hoping that's going to help me in this letting go process. <laughs> it really will. The other thing I think it does, Jamie, is it puts pressure on the kids. Mm. It really does. Yeah. Like it it gives them this th- this job. Yeah. Like to meet all your needs. Mm. And and I just feel like that is um that's a really hard job yeah. is to sort of like take care of you to parent you. Like it's not time for that yet. Right. There will be a time for that. Yeah. I mean, this is really tender for me. I I kind of started out the show talking about how yes, kindergarten was tough for me, but uh, I don't want to cry. For me, the letting go part, like, it's been the hardest for me in the last couple of years because I have older kids and I've had to die to myself in a new way. I've had to open my hands in a new way and I've had to realize the places that the identity pieces, even though I've had... I've had a job, a fulfilling ministry, a fulfilling life outside of my role of mothering for years. Mm-hmm. But I've loved so deeply what I do with my kids, and I don't apologize for that at all. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. My my son was my oldest son was getting ready to get married last June, and um, I always want to make moments, you know. And so he was getting ready to get married. We were going to have like this last family dinner, which also last family dinner i mean that sounds so like yeah it sounds very final, morbid right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i even said it to my son and he was like mom i'm, I'm really not going anywhere i'm <laughs> yeah. like like not moving away <laughs> but i wanted us all to sit around the table and talk about what we loved about him yeah you know and just give him like this encouraging word but jamie all it ended up being was super weird he hated it he's an enneagram nine so like this is like a weird yeah. vibe for him and then it made me feel like I was unappreciated for what I tried to do and I ended up crying at the table and it was a disaster and I'm picturing the whole thing as you thought it was going to be this like yes Ebenezer moment for the Whittles that's exactly (laughs) what I thought yep I thought I am brilliant for coming up with this yep (laughs) disaster we're going to talk about this forever about how awesome mom was they are talking about it we talked about it forever just not in that way yeah Yeah. and it was just it was not necessary you know what I should have done here's what I should have done yeah what I should have done is what I gave my friend advice to do about three years ago yeah I wish I'd have remembered this um um, she was on her way to, I think it was her son's maybe rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And it was her only son. Okay. And she was getting ready to go to this rehearsal dinner. So, I mean, you know, your only child, you're, you know, he's getting married, whatever. And she called me and she said, I don't think I can do this. What am I going to do? And I said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do exactly what you've done for, I think, 25 years. Yeah. He was about 25. You're going to mom him so hard. 
and he's not going to even know how hard you're momming him but you're, you're going to mom him so hard by not giving him a job on his wedding to take care of you mm. you're going to you're going to take care of him just like all the times he got sick and you fed him chicken noodle soup just like all the times he got you he scraped his knee and you took care of him and the times you swallowed it when he actually hurt you and you gave him or you gave him your last bite of pie <laughs> you're going to do the same thing and here's what i want you to do because i want i know you're hurting i can hear it your voice she was sobbing jamie yeah. i said i want you to write him a letter tonight and i want you to tell him everything you feel get it out like write it all down and don't give it to him but just write it and let go of him tonight in that letter and she told me later she said lisa it was the i i was able to go to the dance the next day like do the mother-son dance the next day and get it out whatever Jamie, if I'd only taken my own advice, we wouldn't have had that weird dinner. <laughs> We're both crying, by the way. I am bawling because I just like I I I I think I'm like so strong about Caden leaving. Yeah, and I think I'm really. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> Why am I crying like this? I feel like I'm gonna miss him so much. Yeah, you're gonna miss him, and you know what? You are going to miss him. And it is okay to say, I'm going to miss him. I promise when my son and my any of my kids were about to graduate, this is, I was like you. I was like, I was okay a lot of the time. And then all of a sudden it would hit me. Yes, because I literally, I am so happy for him. Of course you are. I am. I am so happy. I want him to soar. Yes. I am not asking him to stay home. No. I want him to go. I want him to fly. Yes. I want him to change the world. I want him to love you. I want all of those things. Yes. And I just like him a lot. You like him a lot. That's, I like him a lot. Yes. And this, this is what you've mommed him hard for for 18 years. Yeah. I want him to go. Yes. But, but it's the tension it's the tension of hard and good you just living yeah. in it and it's okay yeah. and we cry and we give it to god and we go on and this is letting go yeah okay i have one more question for you because like okay sending a kid off to college is one thing but you had a kid get married i mean obviously you're yeah. trying to have the last dinner the last <laughs> the last weird dinner <laughs> the last yeah. weird dinner yeah um you know this this journey of continually letting go which is so good that you said that um, it doesn't change. Like, I feel like I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, we're continually having to do this. All the time. Because next he's going to have a baby. Yeah. And then, like, it's just one thing after another of us changing, which is why I guess we have to just live this open hand life with our kids. One of my sons, uh, my other son, was saying to me, he was teasing, there was like a thing on Twitter where there was a debate whether when you're when you started dating someone if you would let your significant other sit in the front seat or whether your mother would continue to sit, to sit in the front seat and he we were teasing yeah, and yeah. he said to me he goes hey mom because he's not dating anyone yeah. he said when i have a girlfriend are you gonna let her sit in the front seat or are you gonna sit in the front seat and i promised jamie i said with my voice of course, she'll sit in the right. front seat, but I had to swallow really hard. Yep. And I thought to myself, back seat. Yep. 
But that is the yeah. long letting go. Yeah, it is. You know, another thing that we have to let go of as parents is when our kids start getting significant others. Mm. And for you, it's marriage right now. You know, I've got teenagers in high school and, you know, one of my teenagers has a girlfriend. And although she's not like his, they're not getting married, all those things, but she's very important to him. Mm -hmm. And I can see that. And I value that relationship that they have. But there's some connections lost that I've had to let go of. I've had to let go of her knowing things before I do. Mm. And that has been really hard for me. But also, this is what we're preparing them for. We're preparing them to have relationships outside of their mom and dad. And this is the first one that we've had. It's always letting go from the time they go to kindergarten. Honestly, from the time they take their steps. From the time they 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 crawl, they take yeah. their steps. They, you know, you put them in the nursery at church, and you're like uh, terrified, especially with your first one. Listen, when I put my first one <laughs> in the nursery, they gave him um, a goldfish, and I hadn't fed him goldfish yet. Like I hadn't done it yet. Oh. I went to my girlfriend. I was like, I'm complaining. Who do I complain to? And she had like a fifth grader, a sixth yeah. grader, a seventh yeah. grader. I had like you know a four month old. Yeah, and she was like, um, How about we just think about it a little bit? Like, yeah. do you really want to complain? I'm like, Yes. They gave him goldfish before I could. <laughs> oh, see? It's control. Yes, but it's it, it's always this it's it's literally like you 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 love them so much. You 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 do everything for them, but you're asked to let them go and it's healthy. Yeah. And it's exactly what you're doing with Caden and it's exactly what we we do with our kids and our minds can't fathom it. But 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 God is so gracious to give us these seasons and give us this place to where by the time it's time we will open our hands and we'll let go elise fitzpatrick holds a certificate in biblical counseling and an ma in biblical counseling from trinity theological seminary she's authored 25 books on daily living and the christian life elise loves to proclaim the good news of the gospel She's a frequent speaker at national conferences. She's been married for over 40 years and has three adult children and six really adorable grandchildren. Along with her husband, Phil, Elise attends Grace Bible Church in Escondido, California. We're happy to have Elise joining us for this topic of letting go. We wanted to have her voice on this issue because she's launched Kids Into the World and she's in a season ahead of us. Here is my friend, Elise Fitzpatrick. Hi there. My name is Elise Fitzpatrick, and I am so happy to spend some time just reflecting on everything that Jamie and Lisa just talked about, letting go. Here's my story. I have three adult children and six almost adult grandchildren, and letting go has been so much a part of my life far more a part of my life than I ever thought it would be. I loved listening to how they talked about how life changes and then you just have to let go of one thing after another. I recently returned from a vacation with my whole family. That would be my kids and their kids and even an added significant other. And it was really wonderful. And as I sat there and looked at all of them, we had several days together. It was really marvelous. But I know this isn't going to last forever. And I've had to learn that over the time that we have had together as a family. You know, one time I heard 
someone say that life is a series of divestitures. That means that we get things and then they go away. And, you know, I've I've really seen that. I've seen it in my own life. I see it when I walk by those family pictures, you know, that we put up in our homes and I see them when they were little and they used to cuddle with me. You know, they used to get in bed with me and mm, not so much anymore, not even their not even their kids anymore. And I would reminisce I can easily reminisce and then you then you see the choices that they make and some of them make you happy and some of them trouble you and yet you know you're the grandma and for me at least what that means is I keep my opinions to myself unless I am asked for an opinion that's just me that doesn't have to be the way it is for everybody, but that's the way it is for me. Let me remind you, you know, the the Bible is not silent at all about the changes that we go through. And Ecclesiastes 3 says, there is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot, going down a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. Listen, nothing in this life remains the same. And part of what I think that means is that we have to learn the lesson of letting go. I am, I am so happy for the way that this podcast has talked about that, how Jamie and Lisa talked about what it means to let go. And yet, you know, it's, it's difficult because you have to, you have to wonder, Lord, why did you, why did you give this family to me, these kids to me, and tell me to pour myself into them and invest myself in them and love them the way you've commanded me to love them and then require from me that I give them away. Mm. You know, we're not the only mothers that have ever had to do that. I was just thinking today about the Virgin Mary and how she willingly gave her body and her reputation up in order to bring Jesus, the Son of God, into the world. And yet, she had to give him away. She was there, standing at the foot of the cross, while he gave away his life for us. So, friends, you know, I wish I could tell you, God's going to give you really wonderful times, and these wonderful times will just never end. Of course, here, they do end. Everything changes. There's a time to live and a time to die, a time to gather your kids up together with you, and a time to let them go, a time to look at the pictures when they were little and so cuddly and wonderful, and a time 
to look at the pictures of them getting married and moving away. That's what this life is. But here's the really great news. And honestly, the only place where I have real hope is that a day is coming when on the new heaven and the new earth, at some point in our resurrected bodies, we will gather together with our children and will never, ever, never have to say goodbye or worry about how much time we're taking out of their busy schedule. We can just sit and visit with them because time will be no more. So friends, uh, love deeply, care deeply, give your life away, and just know that a day is coming when you won't have to do that anymore. And in that, you can rejoice. Launch is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. Executive producer is Jamie Ivy. Produced and edited by Angie Elkins. Art by Noel Rhodes. Original music by Matt Graham. Your co-hosts are myself, Jamie Ivy, and Lisa Whittle. Thank you for listening. 